Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to a brand new episode. I hope I don't sound too far away. I'm in, I'm moving things on my table and I have you guys on my charger because I need to charge my phone. It's important to do. It's important to do, okay? So tonight we're going to talk about two different things, okay? I've been wanting to talk about this Home Alone reboot. It's not a reboot. A Home Alone sequel. They call it a reboot, girl. It's not, it's not, it's not a reboot in my opinion because they have Buzz coming back as McAllister, which means the McAllisters are in this universe and... Buzz is being played by the same guy who played him before. Therefore, it is not a reboot, in my opinion. It is a sequel. Get it right. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that. But first, I really, you know, yeah, we'll talk about that first. And then we're going to get into this show on Netflix called The Babysitter's Club. Now, I am a huge Babysitter's Club fan. I grew up with the books. I watched the old movie from the 90s and the old TV series. I might have even talked about this on my podcast. Girl, I'll talk about so much on here. Then there's things I don't even publish. Uh, I, I need to publish them at some point, but there are things I don't even publish. So I'm not even sure what I've talked about, what I haven't. But season two is on Netflix. I don't know if it's like all done because I noticed there's only eight episodes this season and last season they were like 10. But anyway, we'll get into that. First, I'm going to get into though this new Home Alone. Um, <clears throat> so Home Alone is going to be coming on Disney Plus next month as part of November 12th. Disney Plus Day, by the way, I'm going to take a lot of pauses because I'm drinking water and stuff. Make sure my throat sounds good for you guys. I talk a lot on my channel and at work and I talk a lot. Anyway, so (sighs) nice, nice water. Um, Anyway, so yeah, Home Alone is getting a new movie, which is called Home Sweet Home Alone. You guys, the more I say that title, the more I hate it. I do not like that title. Why that title, right? Why not Home Alone again? Or I, I don't know, like why Home Alone? Why Home Sweet Home Alone? Whatever. It's coming November 12th to Disney Plus, And so it stars this character named Max. Max is the new, you know, Kevin of this series. And right off the bat, they're living in this sort of like castle. It's it, 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 it's a house, but it looks like kind of a castle. It's it's strange. Um, and they're all British, which I was kind of like, okay, not what I was expecting. The reason why I say that, I have nothing against being British. My family's from Wales. The reason why, not saying that that can't be a problem. Like you, you know what I'm saying. You can have family from somewhere and still don't like the people. I love the people. Anyway, why it's weird is because I feel like Home Alone is such an American classic movie, you know? I mean, but then again, my experience is really only here in America, right? I, I didn't grow up anywhere else, so I really can't comment on anyone else's experience or what they grew up with. But I know in American households, Home Alone was always a staple growing up. It's like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Everybody knows that song, but, you know, people know that song from across the globe. So it is what it is. Also, like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life and... um the Christmas Story, movies that are going to play every year on like TNT, FX, uh, AB, USA, whatever. All these channels are going to play these Christmas films every single year. And that's, you know, one of those films, one of those big films, Home Alone 1 and 2. Um, and so I thought it was interesting that they were British, but they're also living in this sort of like castle. But then again, I mean, the, the house in the first movie, um, uh, in the first Home Alone, the first two extravagant house because they have all those freaking kids right um so i mean it's not too it's not too far removed but it's strange so anyway max and his family are going on a vacation to japan i'm not even sure why again this is a two-minute trailer you're not going to learn everything about why someone's going somewhere usually in the in the first two films when the kid was home alone is because they were going to like a relative's house uh one was in paris in the first movie the other one was in florida in the second film so i don't know 
Um, but they're going to Japan, and Max, I believe, is one of the younger kids, if not the youngest kid, and you can tell that he, they, like, there's no room for Max, basically. He, you know, wishes that his family would go away, just like, you know, what happens in the first film, and they do, and so he ends up realizing he's in the house by himself, and then we are introduced to these two robbers, a male and a female, uh, kind of like, I guess, a, a partnership or like a love interest thing, kind of like Home Alone 4, which was a disaster, um, and... Basically, it's, it's the mom and the family trying to get back home to her son and him pulling the same antics as every other Home Alone film. Now, the problem that I have with this movie is everything. This movie's a problem. Anyway, we're also introduced to um, Buzz McAllister as a security officer or whatever, which makes me wonder if this movie takes place in America and they just happen to be British or if he is some for some reason in Europe at the time, like like what is what is the scenario? Did he did he? What is it? Why why is he here? Um, other than just to make like a cute little cameo, whatever. Um, yeah. So this movie just seems like a disaster. It really does. Like honestly, after Home Alone two, I really don't care about the movies. I will say Home Alone three is interesting with the kid from Max Keeble's Big Move, um, or also from Disney's Full Court Miracle. I do like that movie for what it is. It's a different tone for Home Alone um, because you know he's not in this big family. There's only three kids, and it's about a race car like that's got some 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 some, some on it. Um, and there's four bad guys instead of two. Uh, it's, it's super duper cheesy. You know, that, that movie was a lot. That movie was a lot, Home Alone 3. But after Home Alone 3, it just gets, like, ridiculous. Home Alone 4, like I said, it was it's the return of Kevin. However, it is not Macaulay Culkin's Kevin. He's way too old at, at this point. So another boy is playing Kevin, but he's playing him at the age of nine. When in the first film, Kevin is eight. And in the second film, Kevin is ten. So this movie kind of takes place before... Uh, two but after one and he only has two siblings instead of having like five or six that he had in the first film which is weird um the mom and dad are, are thinking about getting a divorce and the dad is dating this rich woman um who's like butler like well the maid is actually like related to uh marv's wife because there's no harry in this film it's just marv and his girlfriend and the girlfriend's mother or aunt is like you know in on the, the scheme and the heist it's just a lot. And then Home Alone 5, I don't really even remember. I just know that it was just random. I really don't think Home Alone 5 was intended to be Home Alone. I think it was going to be another movie. And then someone was like, hey, you know, it's a big property. Home Alone. Let's just call it Home Alone 5. That's exactly how that movie felt. I, I don't even remember most of it. I just know that it was just like randomly called Home Alone because it was some bad kid, you know, or some, some you know, some seemingly bad child trying to you know stop people from breaking into his house which yes is a home alone theme but it just didn't feel home alone to me at all um it felt more on the lines of like dennis the menace or problem child oh not problem child no no one is as bad as problem child no one is as bad as junior by the way by the way can someone make this happen can we get junior kevin or whomever from the home alone universe that you want to pull um, I guess in this case it would be Max and, uh, no, make it Kevin since we're getting Junior. Junior, Kevin, and the kid from, uh, uh, what is that movie? I just said it. Um, no problem, child, the other one. Dennis the Menace, him. Um, can we get all three of them, like, in a movie? Like, not the actors who played them, but I mean the characters in a movie? That would be interesting. I don't know what the, what the premise would be necessarily, but getting all of them in a movie together where they all have to take on some, like, 
burglars or whatever would be interesting. They're three of the most irritating, annoying ass children ever, especially Junior. As when I tell you, like, okay, so for me growing up, I grew up more with. I mean, I grew up with Home Alone, of course, but I watched. I think I watched Problem Child One and definitely Problem Child Two more than any of these films about bad children. Like, I, I kid you not. I watched that movie, especially number two. I watched that movie so many times. I, oh my god, Junior. As a kid, I loved Junior because I was a problem. Let's be real. I was a little bit of a problem child myself, but I, I had like real issues going on in life. Okay, I was too young to be doing some of the things I was doing. Um, not, not in bad ways, but I mean, my life was very, very serious at a very young age, girl. But I was a problem child. I, like, I mean, I, I think people saw me as a problem child. I don't think I necessarily was. But I think people saw me that way. And so I related to Junior because Junior just wanted to be bad. And I was like, I want to be bad too, but I'm not like, I wasn't as bad as, as any of those kids, to be honest. I was probably more of a Kevin, more of a misunderstood bad. Like, I'm not going to take your crap. Just like, you know, like adult or child, I'm not going to take your mess. So I definitely was more of a Kevin. But like Junior was like my, I wanted to be like Junior because Junior just didn't give a damn. <laughs> Junior did not give a shit about nobody. Junior was just, Junior's a problem. That's why he's called Problem Child. Junior needed his ass beat on several occasions, girl. Twice on Sundays. He really needed to get his ass beat. And because I watch it now and I'm like, oh my, I would, oh, if that was my child, he'd be a bad smell in my trunk somewhere. I'm trying to tell you that child. Nope, not in this house. I, I think not. Like, but he was always trying to do the right thing by his like stepfather, uh, John Ritter's character. But oh my God, that second movie with that one girl, she got crushed by the rock. <laughs> the mess. That movie was mess. That movie was, and then the, the granddaddy go try to get with her. That movie is mess. <laughs> Can I tell you that movie is mess? Oh, uh, yeah, I just can't. That problem child was mess. Like, Home Alone is Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are mess because of, like, all the first, first of all, all the things Harry and Marv go through. You guys, if you didn't learn your lesson in the first movie, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> this little boy beating your ass for what? I'm like, nothing that he, nothing they wanted from Kevin and his family was worth it. Okay, but after the first movie, y'all, the fact that y'all met up in New York for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Marvin and, and Harry are in New York. I never understood that, but I love that movie. That, Home Alone 2 is my favorite of the series. I don't care what you guys say. I don't care. But I don't care. Home Alone 2 is my favorite. But um, after the ass beating y'all got in the first film, y'all didn't learn? Y'all, what did you think? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think this kid wasn't going to forget that two years ago he done beat y'all out? Like, did you really think that... Stop it. Stop playing games. Stop playing games. And, I mean, Home Alone 2 just... Home, they should have been dead. Marv and Harry should have been dead. By, by the end of Home Alone 2, they should have been dead. Both of them. Because all the things that they went through, you should be dead. Like, you really should have been dead. But I love Home Alone too because, like, Duncan's toy chest and uh, that, I love that toy store. The hotel stuff, like, the, the ice cream parlor that he had. Like, Home Alone 2 was some ish. I loved Home Alone too. I just really did. And, again, those two movies are, like, I'm getting, I'm going, getting to a point here. But those two movies really, I think, for me, personified what 
Christmas felt like. Um, especially if you're someone who goes places for the holidays. Every time I went to my family's house, it was always a chaos. We didn't always have to take planes or, you know, drive far or whatever. But getting on the freeways, making sure we got there on time for gift exchanges and stuff. We've had a few Christmases in my life that have definitely been, like, hectic. Not that kind of hectic, but hectic enough. Like, anytime my family and I would go to Disneyland when I was younger, and it was several families, and we'd stay in, like, hotels and stuff, it was hectic. It was always hectic. So I think that's why I loved that those movies I can relate to the hecticness of those films um and I, I think that's what was missing in the, the later Home Alone films the families weren't very big the scores weren't very interesting like you know they just they didn't feel cozy three felt sort of cozy I guess but not really and then four and five and and from the looks of it this one they don't feel cozy either they just they just didn't like four just felt hollow and five felt even more hollow like five was like what is the point and then and i'm not coming for like the actors because honestly like i feel like the actors did what they could with the roles <clears throat> and to be honest quite a few of these actors in these films i'm like what are you doing here how like how 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 did you get here like the burglars in home alone five the three of them i i've seen them in so many other things that i'm like okay everything you've been in hasn't always been great but how in the world did you guys fall this far like this, how did you get here like the, like I said, the three burglars, how did you get here? And the girl who plays the sister, she was a big deal at one point too in a lot of different movies. Like, I don't know if she was, she wasn't in Twilight, but she was in other things for a while. She was, she was big for a while. Um, I know she was in a Lifetime movie that was pretty big for her, but I'm like, how did you get here? Like, I mean, yeah, you might do a lot of made for TV stuff, but even you are better than this is like, how did you get here? Um, and then Home Alone 5 or Home Alone 6, this new one, same thing. The actress who plays Kimmy Schmidt and she was also in uh, in Bridesmaids, the redhead. Like, she's in this. She's one of the burglars. And I was like, how did you, how? How did you get here? You Don't you know your worth? Like, and look, I know the movie hasn't come out yet. I know that, but I, I'm sorry. It just, no. It doesn't, no. This kid feels obnoxious and arrogant, which again, Kevin was like that to a degree. But again, Kevin was like, Kevin was in a shitty situation. His uncle was a jerk. Um, his brother was a jerk. Most of the kids in the family were jerks to him. Like, you can... He, I mean, he was a jerk to his mom, for sure. But again, she wouldn't listen to him. And she knew that her kids were jerks. And she knew Uncle Frank was an asshole. And instead of, like, confronting Uncle Frank about it, she just... Her and the father let it slide. So it's like, if you let this man do... Like, coming from a family where I know a few of my relatives have been assholes to me as a kid and I would just I would I would fight back I would be like but you're not gonna nope not me and I was always considered a problem child because I always spoke out so yeah I do relate to Kevin in that sense of you know this man is an asshole and you won't come for him so he came for me and bitch he got a surprise <laughs> like and it is what it is but that so that's why I relate to Kevin because like but Kevin isn't really the problem he's one of the problems but he really isn't because if you if you allow Frank to be an asshole to this child then you're telling this kid that you can be an asshole and, and buzz then you're telling this kid that you can be an asshole and get away with it so I'm gonna be an asshole too right and that's exactly how it was when I was little I had people in my family and, and people around me who were assholes to me so I was assholes to them and anytime I was an asshole I got in trouble before so I was like oh what the fuck nah we're not doing this but we're not doing this like so I relate to Kevin I really do um but this kid here just seems like a jerk to be like I just don't know I don't relate to this I'm like I know they're I know it's 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 meant to be like you know a copy of the first one I suppose but we don't really know this Max character and I don't like I said like, he just comes off as pretentious I don't like him and I'm not a big fan of the, the burglars either they don't seem to have like 
chemistry, I guess. And I know the movie hasn't even come out yet. We've only seen like a two minute trailer, but whatever. The mom also pauses in weird parts of her sentences. Like, I think she was like, my son is lost at home or whatever she did. She paused like in, in weird moments and like, okay, and? And I think they tell you three different times in the, in the trailer that, the, that he's lost because the mom keeps saying like, he's at home. He's home. We know, it's called Home Alone, honey. We know, we know where he is. Do you? Obviously not. No, but um, I don't like just from this trailer. I just I I'm not into it. This movie is gonna be like a bust. I'm already calling it, and that's what I think a lot of people and myself included are surprised about is that this is on Disney Plus. Like, shouldn't they have thrown more money at this? Because this looks like. But then I found out that Disney was also behind uh, Home Alone Four, or at least they helped distribute it. So I was like, okay, well that makes sense because that movie was flop-tastic. So. This one looks like the same thing. Like, I, I don't think they learned their lesson before. I just don't. Um, but what makes this one different is that, like I said, Disney's really backing this. And it's going to be on their platform for Disney Plus Day. And I'm just like, this is what you come up with? Like, this isn't even as good as some of your DCOMs. And that's sad to say. But this looks this looks worse than than a lot of the other DCOMs I've seen. on. Because like, I love DCOMs. DCOMs are great. But this just doesn't even look like this looks like almost DCOM budget, but not as good as a DCOM. That's what's weird. Like, they just had, uh, Disney had a decom come out last year, this year, with that, that girl in the woods, whatever it was called, like that magic in the woods thing. That was really decent. That was really decent. I liked that a lot, actually. I think I've watched it, like, twice. It was it was cute. It was about this girl. She has these powers, and all these other kids in these different factions have powers, too, but their powers are kind of, like, out of control. <laughs> um, but they work together by the end. It's a really cute wannabe Harry Potter film, but I liked it enough. I'm actually going to watch it this Halloween. I have, like, a Halloween playlist of things that I watch. I think it's on that list, actually. It's really cute. Really, I'll probably review it at some point. It's a really cute film. But... This doesn't even look as good as that. And considering it's it's being done by Disney and 20th Century Fox, because obviously Disney owns them now. But um, considering it's being done by both these, these studios, you would think that, you know, good things would come of it, but not, from the looks of it, not really. This movie just looks bad. And it makes me worried about, like, dis, or, is it Disenchanted? Or the, the new, the Enchanted sequel, Hocus Pocus sequel. It makes me worried for those because... Even if you get the, the original cast to come back, like, Home Alone is a huge property. It's a huge property. The first two films are, are like I said, they're staples for Christmas. So if you put this out on your platform and you're proud of this work, even though this work looks sloppy, like, I can't imagine what Hocus Pocus 2 and Disenchanted, I think is what it's called, is Disenchanted, is going to look like. I'm... I, I, what? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Hopefully those will be better films. Again, I understand this cast is new and all that stuff, but I just, I can't see why this, this movie just doesn't look good to me at all. Like I'm probably, gonna, I'm going to watch it at least once. Um, <clears throat> because I do plan on watching all the Home Alone films at one point in one sitting. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I do plan on doing that. I know I'll love one and two. I'll try to be interested in number three because Scarlett Johansson's in it. And then four five and possibly six, I think I'm just going to snooze through. Um, and now let's get into the, the the good part of this video. We're going to be, or this episode, we're going to be talking about the Babysitter's Club season two. So you guys, okay, like I said before, I grew up with the Babysitter's Club. I love the girls. Um, I grew up watching the, the Canadian show that would come on Disney Channel along with like Flash Forward, Ready or Not. I grew up, I grew up with that. Um, 
And then I watched the movie from TriStar and I, I Alex Mack uh, from the show Alex Mack obviously was in it. I loved her and she was my favorite one. She she plays so there's seven girls. There's Christy, there's Mary Ann, there's Stacy, Claudia, Dawn, Jesse, and Mallory. And Dawn was always my favorite. She was like the hippie girl of the group. I loved her. And then when Alex Mack played her in the movie, I knew I loved her. Um in the movie with Tri by TriStar, I think it's it, Rachel Lee Cook is the only one I remember her name, like because she's from She's All That. Um, but the other girls were in it. Like I said, Alex from Alex Mack. There were a few other notable girls. I don't remember their names. They were in it too. Um, but it was just a really cute film. And so anyway, uh, Netflix, I think a year or two ago, I think it was last year, decided they were going to do Babysitter's Club. And um, Alicia Silverstone was going to play one of the characters. And I love her because she's from Clueless. So I was really excited to see the show. And... I was honestly hooked on the first season. Again, I, I don't know. Like, I really like this modern take on things. I have a few problems with the show. I think sometimes certain things are just a few, like, a little too modern. Like, the kids are very grown up in this show. But again, they're babysitters. So they probably should be a little more mature than the kids that they're sitting. So that makes sense. But I think my issue was, like, in the 90s and even in the early 2000s, many people who are playing these younger roles or these meant-to-be-younger roles were like grown adults or, or older teenagers, right? Like in Dawson's Creek, there are 20-somethings playing teenagers, right? And you knew they were older because they looked older. But with this, you have really young girls playing these characters and there were a lot of really deep issues in certain things that I was kind of like, it, are these kids too young to, to, to talk about these things? And then I thought, no, they're not. Like, kids these days are growing up faster because of technology. Like, I mean, I have kids in my family who are super young that have cell phones or have, like, access to the internet. And I'm like, what? Like, y'all are too grown. At five or six, you're too grown to know about certain things. You're just too grown. But who am I to say, right? But so I, I do feel like the show is right on target. I love that they talk about certain issues in the show for these young kids boys and girls and there's a lot of boys included in the show too so I think that's kind of cool like there's not they don't have like super prominent roles but they're in it enough to where boys can watch the show like and feel like they're a part of it as well um I've always wanted like a male version of the babysitters club like I've always wanted that um but this show's really cute I love the, the diverse cast I love that you know for example Dawn is normally like this blonde blue-eyed girl or whatever she's normally blonde and in this show they chose um um, a, a darker skinned girl with, with, you know, dark hair. She looks nothing like how Dawn is normally described. And I love that about her. I think that's great. Mal, uh, Mary Ann, her stepsister, is the same way. I love Mary Ann in the show. She's got beautiful hair. That, that girl has gorgeous... Her and Jesse, all the girls have gorgeous hair, but they have gorgeous hair. I can't get... Like, my... my uh, one of my cousins, um, she's like 13. Gorgeous hair. Like, I... You know, sometimes, I don't know if you guys have ever watched something and you look at someone's hair and go, there's no way all that hair is on your head. Like, there's it's too much hair. That's my cousin's hair. There's so much volume to that girl's hair. Janelle, I love you, sweetie, if you're listening. I love you. That, like, and this this show honestly reminds me of her and, and the girls in my family at that, like, that age bracket. <clears throat> because they are, they were that these kind of girls when they were growing up and that that wasn't too long ago um Janelle's like right in this age group but her older cousins are a little bit older than her but they even fit in with this kind of demographic so I mean I can speak to it because I've seen it firsthand that a lot of kids this age while they while while they seem um 
while these things seem unrealistic in the show that they're this far advanced, I can tell you by having younger kids in my family, they are this far advanced in technology. Sometimes even further advanced with technology and things like that. So it's not unrealistic. <laughs> as much as for me, a 30-something feels like it's unrealistic, it's not unrealistic. And what I love about the show is... I went in watching it thinking like, oh, it's a babysitter's club. I grew up with this. Let's see what it's going to be like. It's probably going to be trash. Can't wait to trash this. Only to find that I really like it. And I actually resonate now with the parents, obviously, because I'm in my 30s. And I've got people in my family, young people in my family, who still come to me for advice. Or, you know, I've got, you know, little nephews now that they're, they're much younger, but they're growing up too. And I've got younger cousins who still reach out to me. They're like 16, 17. They're telling me about their problems. So I'm kind of like, I. It's, it's weird when you're a kid, right? And your demographic when you read something or you watch something you are who it's geared toward then because you're a kid right and then when you get older and you watch something you start to resonate more with the older adults who before you thought were the problem now you see no actually they're not the problem they're they're chaotic and they have problems but i relate to them you know that's that's interesting there's i i don't there's not too many of the adults to be honest with you that i that i do resonate with but there are there are some that i do i love christy's stepdad in the show i think he's like in this adaptation, I feel like he tries. I mean, he always does try with her, but I think in this adaptation, he really tries to be there for Christy. So let me break down some of the profiles and we'll talk about why I like this this show and then we'll end it. So first, there's the, the president of the club, which is Christy. She's kind of like, I hate to say this word because I feel like this word is so old now and there's no point in it, but she, was, she would be what was considered in the 90s and before a tomboy. She likes sports. She likes softball. She always has like a baseball cap on. She's not as as um, into feminine products and things as the other girls, but she's the, you know, the kind of leader of the club type situation type deal. Then we have uh, Claudia. And um, Claudia is normally um, of, Asian, of Asian descent. Um, and she's kind of the, the fashion forward one, sort of. Like she likes fashion and creativity. And she's also very smart, um, at least in the Babysitter's Club movie. She, that's how she was portrayed. But, um, Super cute. Love her character. Um, she can be, like, at least in the movie, she can be a little bit spicy sometimes. As in, like, you know, if Christy says something to pop off, she'll be the first one to be like, uh-uh, Christy. Which is why I love Claudia. Because Claudia, like, Christy be get on my nerves. And <laughs> sometimes we need a Claudia in the group. Um, there's Marianne. I should have said Marianne second because Marianne's, like, second in command. But there's Marianne, who's um, Christy's best friend. And she's... She's a, she's another brain one. She she's the brainy girl of the group. She I think has like a boyfriend in the movie. I think she has a boyfriend in the show too now. But she's like you know the first to have that. Um, her dad is single until he gets with Don's dad. I'll talk about Don a little bit later. But yeah, there's there's Marianne. She's the best friend. She can't keep a secret from Christy because Christy's her her best friend. Um, and I love Marianne. I love Marianne in the show specifically. Like I loved her in the books. I liked her. I liked the way Ridgely Cook played her, and I did like her on the the older show. But I love her in the show. I just really do. Um, the next one is Stacy. Stacy's best friends with Claudia. Um, Stacy's another one that's really into fashion. Um, she does have um, diabetes type 1, which is a part of her story. I remember being a kid and watching the TV series and Stacey, like, having, like, a fainting spell in one of the episodes. Um, and so that was a part of, like, you know, her story. Um, and, and same thing in this in this series, it's part of her story. But she doesn't let the diabetes control her. She controls the diabetes. She, she does her best to manage that in the show. And I like her dynamic with Claudia. They remind me of, like... I'll, I'll talk about that later. I will talk about that later because that's that's who they remind me of. It's 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 weird. Anyway, so next we're gonna get into Dawn. So Dawn is the fifth member of the Babysitters Club. She is kind of newer to town, um, but she 
it ends up becoming the stepsister to Marianne. I think actually Dawn goes to live in California with her dad. She's currently living with her mom. Her dad, I believe, is in a homosexual relationship in California, and she eventually like moves there, I think, to live with him or something. But currently she's on the show. She's she's with Marianne, if I can remember correctly from the stories or from like previous things. I don't know, I can't remember what previously I watched where I heard, I don't remember. Um. Anyway. Then there are two other girls that come in a little bit later, which are Mallory and Jesse, and those are the younger girls, more the junior girls. Um, Mallory's normally got like tons of red hair, which she does in this as well. She's kind of another brainy one of the group. She loves horses, I think. <coughs> She's kind of that girl um, of the group. By the way, Dawn is really into nature. She's really into like, you know, um, kind of like fight the establishment sort of thing about her. Um, and then we have Jesse, and Jesse loves to dance. She's she's normally African American. She's normally black, um, and I think she she's in, in this. She's in this as well, um, and she loves to dance. That's her thing. She's she's a ballet dancer actually. Which in this show they really go further into that, which I love that they do that in this show. Um, and it's funny because in the, the older movie, in like the '90s movie, you can tell the difference between the ages of the girls. You can tell that Mallory and Jesse were definitely more the juniors because the other girls were so much older in age. Where in this one, they're barely older than them in, in this TV series, which is honestly interesting. Like, I, I think that that's kind of nice. But it's funny when they call them like junior sitters because I'm just like they're like a year younger than you. Calm down, they're not juniors. Anyway, so that's the main cast of the girls. So you have the, the seven girls and. In my mind, when I was younger, I would always, like, cast, like, Disney princesses to play them. Like, I was like, who would be who? So, we're, we'll get into that, and then we'll talk about why I like this this show and why I think it's I think it's good for, for the demographic and probably for older and younger demographics, too. It's cute. Um, but I would always say, like, Belle is, like, Christy. Um, Stacy is Cinderella, for sure. Um, Mulan is Claudia. Um, then there would be Mallory is Ariel. Jesse at the time was Jasmine because Tiana wasn't a thing when I was reading the books, but now Tiana for sure. Um, and then Dawn is Aurora. I just think she would be an Aurora. And then lastly, I'm missing one girl. Who am I missing? Oh, and then Marianne is Snow White. That's how I always saw these characters, how, how they would be, which is cute because Marianne and Dawn are stepsisters and Snow White and Aurora, like they have like the most in common and they'd be stepsisters. It would be totally cute. I see it. I'm sorry. I, I see it. But yeah, why I like this show, why I think it's interesting is because I love the dynamics between the, the characters and the relationships, um, between the parents and between the kids. It's just a cute little show. Honestly, like I never expected to get into it. I just didn't, but it brought me back to when I used to love the, the, the diary that would be kid books. And those movies, the, the, the first three movies of that series were super cute movies. I loved those. That, it gives me a similar vibe to that. It's not as goofy as those movies and the antics aren't as crazy, but I really do enjoy, I think, the relationship between the characters in this show. Like, I really, and season two is interesting because it, it, it talks a lot about social media and a lot about, like, TikTok and Instagram and things like that, which I thought was, like, at first I was like, why do they need this in the show? But then I was like, they need it because the kids in this day and age this is what they do. They get on social media. Everything is about popularity, likes, clicks. And I mean, not even just kids, but adults, people my age in their 30s. I know people who have TikToks who are like obsessed with their TikToks. I make YouTube videos and I know a lot of people my age who make YouTube videos and they get kind of, they get a lot of views. They're popular. I know a lot of people my age are obsessed with Instagram. They have to show the world what's going on with, it, with their lives. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. For They're on podcasts like this. So I definitely do get that social media is a huge influence and, and people are on it. And believe me, they are on it. Like I said, I have a podcast channel. I have an Instagram. I really don't do much on my Instagram pages. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. I, I 
I'm on that quite frequently. I enjoy it. It's a good pastime for me. It's not about being famous for me, though. It's more about just having an outlet, which I think is for a lot of people. A lot of people do that, and for whatever reason, they take off, and then it becomes more of a business. But they talk about that in the show as well. There's a, a boy in one of the episodes um, who is, like, famous on TikTok, and his dad is pressuring him to stay relevant and in... <laughs> talks about you know money issues and all that kind of stuff and there's a lot of those conversations happening in this show um and that's why that's what kind of like connected me a little bit to season two was like okay they're talking about things that I see happening because I have a lot of these questions too having teenagers in my life and and talking to them about their issues and being like was it this bad for me and to be honest with you some things I feel like were worse when I was a kid some things I feel like are worse now um and so watching the show I'm like you know what my cousins have actually told me about this I can relate to what they're saying like not for me but I can relate that someone in my life has said these things to me about issues they've had with body dysmorphia with with certain things that they have that they're embarrassed to talk about um a lot of things like that or people have come to me and asking you know what do you do for example <clears throat> um one of my cousins one of his friends um is LGBTQ. He's a teenager and he was like, I didn't know who to go to, but my friend is having issues. What are your thoughts on it? What can you tell him about that experience? And I'm like, well, everyone's different, but this is what I, how I felt when I was a teenager being his age and being out at, at the time. Cause I mean, I, I was out for a long time. Um, I didn't, I don't think I really came to terms with it until I was in high school, but that again, like in middle school, I would like, I would get threatened all the time, but, um, in high school, I just kind of learned to just be myself, and I knew who I was, um, and I owned up to who I was in high school, you know what I mean? And so, that made me different, made me stand out, made me a target, and this kid coming to my cousin, who then would come to me, and we had direct conversations sometimes about it, was like, I understand. Like, this is this is my experience. I, I don't know about your experience, because we're different people, but this is what I need to navigate through these things. And there are conversations like that in this show, where sometimes the kids have like these issues that are real issues um and like I said watching those episodes it's like I remember my cousin came to me about that when she came to me about this or when someone was was arguing about this and I just happened to be in the room and I'm just like what is going on like I really do love paying attention to like my younger cousins and my younger my younger family members um because I know what it feels like to not have people pay attention to you um but also because I feel like I've been through so many different situations. Not saying that other people in my family haven't, but I feel like I'm very open about the situations that I've been through and that my friends have been through. And if I can't give you the advice, I can try to find someone for you who will. And that's kind of been me my whole life. Even when I was younger, that's always been me my whole life. Like I felt like for a long time I was my, my own mother's therapist for a little bit. Um, so I, I can relate to that. I, I, I like the how these kids are on this show because it reminds me a little bit of how I was when I was younger um but also like I said definitely with the younger generation of of kids that are now in my family and I see some of the, the same parallels and things and it, it's just funny because I remember I I went so long thinking that you know like why are these kids in this generation why do they act so grown up and, uh, but they get what they see on tv and then I realized that not only are they getting it from what's on TV, but they're acting this way too because of what is at their reach. Technology, right? You know, social media. A lot of people get their cues from social media and these shows get them too, which is why they're talking about Instagram and TikTok and all these famous kids and the pressure of trying to be noticed and seen and, and what that's like. So it, it did really 
get me in that space. Because again, I, as a 30 something year old adult, my friends and I talk about it too sometimes. They're just like, wouldn't it be cool if like our channels blew up? Wouldn't it be cool if our podcast blew up, our Instagrams blew up? It's like, yeah, that would be dope. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, you know what I mean? And, and there's those conversations in the show too, which again, make me like the show. Cause I'm like, hmm, this is different. This is a different conversation that I feel like I've had in so many different ways. So anyway, Babysitter's Club season two is now on Netflix. I would definitely watch the first season first. If you're not a fan of Babysitter's Club, I get it. But if you are a fan of Babysitter's Club, check it out. I think it's a good show. Um, I will get into Midnight Mass because I have some thoughts on that. And I'm going to get into Scream uh, Scream 5 once I like finish. I did finish the episode. I'm editing it now so I can put it out eventually. I have other videos to do as well on my YouTube channel. Um, Yes, it's Funko's. I unbox Funko Pop. So there's a lot of things going on for October. I'm currently decorating my house and there's a lot of things that I'm doing for the month. I'm trying to get things ready for Christmas too because that's going to be a very, very big holiday. I'm also making Christmas trees. Um that I just felt like doing. My family and I are making Christmas trees, so we're doing that, and we're probably gonna give them away as gifts or something, or at least decorate our house with them. So yeah, it's fun being creative on my days off, and then I have work, and that's another stress, but I love work. Work is fun. Anyway, that's the end of this one. I'll see you guys next time. Remember that Home Alone, if you're interested, um, Home Sweet Home Alone will be on Disney Plus November 12th as part of their Disney Plus Day with other fun little things that will be coming to the network or the streaming service. And then um, Babysitter's Club Seasons 1 and 2 are currently on Netflix. I'll see you guys later. Have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And for those of you who are Miraculous Ladybug fans, I love you guys. I thank you for your messages. I, I'm really surprised that you guys sent me some, but you guys did. And I'm, I'm shocked. Some of you are amazing. But also... To other creators who've also covered Miraculous Ladybug, please stop threatening them. I don't think that that's okay. It's not okay because you don't agree with something someone says about your favorite character to then send them some type of threat, be it a death threat, whatever. You guys grow up. Like, that's all I have to say. People are going to say unfavorable things about your favorite characters that you might not agree with. Trust me, it happens to me all the time. There's characters I like that people don't like. That's fine. But be mature enough to know that that's just someone's opinion. That doesn't have to be a fact for you, right? It's their opinion. It doesn't make it fact for you and how you feel about the character. So please just don't do that to people. It's it's kind of unsettling. And it's these are characters at the end of the day. They're not actual real people. As much as you love and enjoy them, and I understand they're characters I love and enjoy. People talk about them. I want to fight. But I realize this character's not real. There's no point in me fighting for them. I love Sora. When people talk about Sora, I want to fight. But like, you know what? No, I know how amazing Sora is. I don't need someone to, nah, I'm not fighting for that. So anyway, just, just relax. Take the island breath and know that your opinion of someone isn't a fact for the character and that their opinion of the character isn't a fact for the character either. They're just opinions. They're allowed to have them and they're allowed to be different and that's okay. I'll see you guys later. Have a great night. Peace.